This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello and good evening to everyone who is joining us from Sydney and around the world. Welcome to today's uh, Monday's Daily Dose podcast in which we touch base upon this theme of UN Sustainable Development Goals and Inspirational Global Leaders. And in today's Monday's Daily Dose, we are talking about a very critical topic which not only affects one country, two countries or three countries, but it affects the entire world. And that is the topic of climate change and understanding how well we are prepared to deliver on the climate commitments and how well we are prepared to tackle the climate change around the world. And this has been a major concern for most of the countries with extreme weather conditions now getting prominent across various countries, including Australia's bushfires, California's bushfires, you know, and a lot of other events with, you know, the deadly heat waves and drought and record hurricanes happening around the world. And this is the question that we need to ask that what's the right time to act for the climate commitments that we are making for our countries. So to join this discussion with me today, we have got George Mavros. Um, Welcome again to today's Daily Dose, George, and would love to know your initial comments on today's topic. Good evening and great to be with you again, Sarah. Um, Climate change is one of those things that I often scratch my head about. And I think the reason I do that is because it's one of the things in life where I hear a lot of people tell me the problem and I hear a lot of people tell me what the potential solution is, but it it seems that there is a lack of a strategy. And as you know, I'm all about the strategy there seems to be a lack of strategy of how we get from here to there without creating chaos in the middle. And I think it's because a lot of people feel that same way, that it has trouble getting traction. What I'm talking about is we we hear all of this that we've got to go electric, we've got to go renewable, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. And I'm not disagreeing with that. In principle, I'm not disagreeing with that. But... I don't hear a lot of things being said about what happens to all the infrastructure, to all the employment, to all the the people that are involved in all the things we want to ban. If we're going to get rid of coal as 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 an energy source, there is a heck of a lot of money in Australia that is not going to be generated, be it for corporate or be it for all those people that are some... Some could be third, fourth generation coal miners. What happens to them? All right. And the other side of it is I keep wondering, and I think many other people do the same thing, Sarah, where does this all fit in for all the stories, for all the hype? I'm looking at a document here, the world's top emitters of carbon dioxide, megatons of CO2 per year. China. 11,256. The US, 
5,275. Down to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11. The 12th one on the list is Indonesia at 558. So just for the benefit of everybody, 11,256 at the top. Number 12 is 558. That's Indonesia. Australia isn't even on that chart, so we've got to be well under that. So belting the living daylights out of us, what is that doing? Because if we got rid of every single bit of Indonesia's CO2, there's 558. China is at 11,256. So there's all this. What's happening, I think, is there's a lot of people saying, what are you doing about China? What are you doing about the US? What are you doing about the EU? And you're worried about people that are down at 500? Now, I'm not saying nobody, oh, if, you, if you're not up the top, you shouldn't be doing something. We should all be doing something. But my understanding from a lot of what I've heard is that, that there's a lot of leniencies given to, to, to uh, the China economy and all of that sort of thing because we're first world, et cetera, et cetera. If we, if, if we had a 50% improvement in Indonesia that's roughly 278 megatons a year. If we had a 10% improvement in China, that's 1,125 tonnes in a year. Should we be looking for a 50% reduction in Indonesia and Canada and Saudi Arabia? Because that still wouldn't come up to a 10% reduction in China? Probably, I think, George, it's not about looking at those individual numbers separately, uh, rather than looking at the combined numbers and the combined efforts that the countries can do together. Because if you look at the numbers coming from around the world, you know, you look at California's bushfires, which happened last year, and which were able to burn 4 million acres of land. Similarly, yep. we, are, we are talking from New South Wales, which was in no different conditions exactly two years back. And again, in this year, we have already got a warning of more bushfires coming in summer. So we have to be prepared for those bushfires. We have to be prepared for those extreme events happening around the world. But in order to take a collective action around the world, countries need to be together. Countries need to show solidarity and not put a blame on each other. I'm not. I'm not putting blame on, it, on on other countries. What I'm saying is, part of our strategy. If we're not attacking where the biggest problem is, and we're not collectively working on the biggest problem, right? If, uh, roughly speaking, a ten percent reduction in China would be the same as wiping out a hundred percent of Canada and a hundred percent of Indonesia's impact. So 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 sometimes you're better off looking at ways and strategies to improve 15, 10, 15, 20 percent on a big number rather than a hundred percent 
on a smaller number. That's the point I'm making, Sarab. And I think a lot of people, this is an area that's very hard for people to get their head around. I would like to consider that I'm a reasonably intelligent person. And it, and it befuddles me because I get I get somebody over here who is looks like a quite intelligent, sane person telling me all the stories about what what doom and gloom is coming our way. And then I get somebody over here who's 